Hey, everybody, you're listening to Top Quartile, where we bring you stories from the front lines of growth in community-focused financial services. So, Amy, tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing now for SECU. Yeah, I started in corporate marketing in 2008 for a local bank in Raleigh, where traditional marketing was still really highly regarded. Soon thereafter, as you know, a light switch went off and digital became part of the conversation. From there, I went on to work for a big insurance company where I learned about the importance of brand marketing and really just how to evolve a brand over time. Uh, I was so fortunate to have that opportunity. I got to develop many different marketing campaigns and learn all different aspects of marketing, whether it be experiential, digital, the consumer journeys. And then my recent role at First Tennessee really helped me improve my knowledge around corporate reputation and PR. So a time where online engagement and conversations were critical to marketers. As you know, and we talked about the financial institution went through several mergers and acquisitions in just the six years that I was there, uh, which really helped me become more agile in all aspects of marketing. All three of those positions led me to State Employees Credit Union in North Carolina, where I am right now. Um, and all positions really helped me develop what I need to do right now, which is build out a marketing team for the credit union. Yeah, and so we're going to dive into each one of those topics a little bit more. Well, what is one fascinating fact that maybe most people don't know about Amy? Well, from a personal level, I have a year old and a 12 year old. And as I'm sure a lot of other people can relate, being a working mom during COVID, it was very tough. My second grader at the time, my little girl said, oh, I'm so excited. You get to be my teacher. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be the best mom ever. And then two days later, I was like, nope, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't be a teacher and, <laughs> and someone who's running PR for a, a regional part of the bank. And so I just started running again and started off at a mile and worked myself up to almost a marathon and probably did about five races over the last two years, which was really exciting. Just something else to add in when you're a working mom, you're, you're working and you're a mom. But it was something that I added for myself that I've really come to enjoy. Yeah. There's so many times people talk about running it out. Yes. It was very much mental health for being at home all day after homeschooling and working. Yeah, that's right. And we had acquired 20 of the SunTrust divested branches during that time <laughs> that were pretty much all in my area. So we were definitely, we were working. We were rocking and rolling during that whole first part of COVID. <laughs> Well, you. Uh, so, what what's growth been like recently at uh, SECU that kind of led to you join them? Well, you know, when I started talking to them about the opportunity, they really looked. They didn't really do much of marketing per se. It was more member communication. So, this was an opportunity to come in to the second largest credit union in the United States and build out a marketing team, a marketing strategy. And really take that the bank to the next level where marketing is concerned. And when you look at just all aspects of the business right now, growth is everywhere. There's a digital transformation occurring, lots of different offerings and products for our members. Basically, the CEO is looking at the credit union this time for the credit union, more for our members. You know, what can we provide to our members? Where do they want to do business? How do they want to do business? How can we help them? really achieve their financial goals. And so marketing has a big play in that. So communicating, you know, not only externally, um, but internally to our employees, because there is a lot of change and a lot of growth. Yeah, that kind of 
foundational change management is so important if you are making a lot of changes. So that's all that's awesome. It really is. I mean, looking at just evolving the brand right now, but looking at really enhancing the brand, I should say. And that's first is going to come out internally. We need to talk to our employees about that and what that means. Yeah. When, when I was a CMO, I said that the, our most important segment was our associates for that reason, because they're ultimately the ambassadors of the brand. And so that's, that's so critical. Absolutely. So you've worked for several types of different financial institutions that we just touched on a little bit, an insurer, a rapidly growing, you know, tri-branded regional bank, and now a credit union. What about, you know, kind of all those experiences are bringing to bear and what you're, what you're setting out to do at SECU? Yeah. Well, I talked about a little bit about rebranding, enhancing our brand at the credit union. I think I'm really set up for that due to the mergers and acquisitions that I just experienced at First Horizon. So while I was there, I started, it was First Tennessee, and we acquired Trust Atlantic Bank, which was just a few branches in Raleigh, um, but we still had to merge all of those branches over to First Tennessee Brand. And shortly thereafter, we merged with Capital Bank, and we decided to keep the Capital Bank name as First Tennessee being in North Carolina, it seemed Capital Bank made more sense. So again, we rebranded to Capital Bank. All the while for both of those, you know, bringing in associates and bringing them into the culture of First Horizon, if you will. And I mentioned during that time, too, we divested, I think it was about 20 of the SunTrust branches, mainly in the North Carolina area. We expanded into Durham and Chapel Hill. So merging those into the name as well. And then First Horizon, we needed holistically to look at the organization where it was going and it made sense for everyone to be under the same umbrella first horizon and then most recently the merger of equals which they just completed president's day weekend with iberia bank so i say all that to say i really am set up for change internally and externally you know how do you get that message out there from an external standpoint for instance when we rebranded to first horizon It really was about a name change. We were keeping the same people, the same locations, and we had to put that message out there and let people know we're the same bank they had come to know and trust. And that's a difficult message to get out there when you have so much confusion in the marketplace from a financial standpoint with all the mergers and acquisitions, Um, but also just setting our employees up internally and letting what's the message that they're delivering on the front lines. So just going through those mergers and acquisitions in such a short period of time really is helped me just to become more agile. You know, what are it just the messaging so important, again, from an internal and external point. I think it's it set me up for success in this position in sort of taking the credit union to their next level. Because again, we're just enhancing the current brand of the credit union. We are not changing the way the business at all. It's not the people, the locations. It's enhancing that brand and telling the story of the credit. Yeah. And, and how many members? We have about 2.6 million members. Yeah. That's a, a large member base. It is. Yeah. We're in all 100 counties of North Carolina. You know, we've got about 274 branches. So it is. It's, you know, and I think our members feel, you know, they trust the credit. You know, the trust is there. It's just telling that story a little bit better. 
And so as you're setting out on this journey, how do you think about sort of the research agenda? How do you understand that member behavior, that member point of view, and maybe even the, the associate point of view to you know, help inform where do you need to sharpen the message? Where do you need to maybe change even some of the, the products for those kind of things? You know, a lot has happened in the past two years. I mean, if the digital transformation wasn't there, you've got to get there. And so we're looking at how can we help our members be more successful financially? You know, where do they want to do business? How do they want to do business? So it's really about more for our members and providing them with the tools and resources they need to set themselves up for success. And so that's how we're looking at it. You know, from a digital standpoint, what can we provide them that we're not providing them from a lending standpoint? So we're really still looking at all of that and more to come on that, Dan. Have me back in about 12 to 18 months and I can talk you through that process a little more. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, we'll count on it. Well, and so you, as you talk about the agenda, you touched on it just a minute there, but you got kind of a cool opportunity to, to build a team almost from the ground up, I'm sure it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think about, and probably most people think about the creative elements first, and I'm sure that's right there, but how do you think about some of the tools, the, the data and the marketing tech that you're equipping your, your team with as you're, as you're building it out? A couple of things on that. Number one, taking the data that I have currently and, and looking, we're kind of breaking down the member profiles, looking at those profiles. How are we going to message to those differently? How can we obtain more data? And yeah. we're, we put some stuff into place on how we can do that. You know, they didn't, we, we have a social software system. We're working on, you know, some automated platforms, if you will. And so once we have those in place, then we'll really be able to get to the next level because we'll have the data we need. So I'm kind of looking at it like, what's missing? How can we build that up? And then how can we go to the next like, level? So we're really, it's more of a crawl, walk, run sort of strategy that I'm doing here with social and email, getting into a CRM. So it, it, it's, it's definitely a process in terms of data. <laughs> And, and what it's smart, you got to think about what are, what are you going to do in the crawl phase and then as you build your roadmap. And so as you look maybe further down the road and think about what are some of those trends that you think will have a huge impact three to five years that you're able to kind of incorporate into building your roadmap and your team structure now? Yeah, I mean, for in terms of my team structure, I'm looking at creating sort of an in-house agency you know, account executives who are working with the different lines of businesses, building out the strategies, and then on top of a digital marketing team who are going to put all of those aspects that we're talking about into place, you know, social and email, I think I've got a hold of, but there's a lot of other, there's a list, 10 things, 20 things. And so once I get those into place, again, I'll be able to work a little bit more efficiently, if you will, down the road. So 12 to 18 months from now, I'm going to be in a completely different place because we're looking at vendors who we can partner with now who can help us get there. Right now, it's a lot of homegrown systems yep. where I am. So looking at partners who can help us with that. As I, For instance, I'm talking to three uh, partners in, from an email standpoint. One is great for now. But are they going to be where I need them to be 12 to 18 months from now when I'm able to do a little bit more targeted marketing? I don't know. And those are the programs that I'm looking at. Yeah. And then it sounds like you're working heavily on CRM as well. And are you doing that kind of yourself or is that with a team effort with some of your other executives? 
So my digital partners are doing an entire digital transformation. Again, more for our members, more to be able to do online. You know, we're still, obviously the branches are much needed as well, but where else do our members want to do business? You know, account opening, um, mobile check deposit, all that great stuff. So my digital partners are looking at all that. And so we're just partnering with them. Makes sense. Yeah. So do you think you're going to have a branch in the metaverse in three to five years? (laughs) That's a good question. Possibly. (laughs) I think the options, the opportunities are really endless. Again, this, our CEO is so great that he is looking down to three to five years. Where are we going to be? And, And I know I keep saying the same thing, but he is, he wants to make sure that we are where our members want us to be. Yeah. So how they want to do business. So if they want to branch there, we're going to be there. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, it seems like as I think back to the, to different, well, we, we talked about progressions. You talked about the, you know, the, the kind of movement from traditional to digital and we all debate, you know, is it digital to mobile or mobile part of digital or, you know, but it, it seems like every five to 10 years, there's some big change in marketing. And, you know, sometimes it's a fad and sometimes it's some more profound. And so, you know, I have, I think that's, it's interesting to me right now, whether or not the metaverse is, is a, you know, is it going to be a, a, just another kind of passing fad? You know, it seems like we've, mm-hmm. we've heard about AI or not AI, but a, uh, you know, virtual reality now for, you know, right. I think my entire adult life. And is it just going to be continually kind of a fad or is at some point, is it going to, you know, go ready player one and actually suck people in. So it's fun to think about, you know, you, you got a great, exciting opportunity to come in, build on your, all your experiences and build your team and chart a path and a, and a very supportive teammates that, that want to put the members first. So that, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, it is a, a very exciting opportunity. I mean, growth and change is hard and difficult in the long run. It's worth it. That's one of the fun things about marketing, right? Is you get to invent new stuff and create something. So, Exactly. Yeah, I'm a big pro- proponent to try new things. And, you know, As we talked about before, see where the data takes me. If it works, great. We'll expand it out even more so. If not, you know, back to the drawing board. So, Amy, we've covered a lot of ground here pretty quickly. If you could kind of you know, take everything you know now and go back and sit down with that younger Amy, maybe just finishing your communication degree, what advice would you give to your younger self? I would definitely say to reach out for the opportunities that you think you're not qualified for. <laughs> a few times in my career, I did that. I was really reluctant to apply to a position because I didn't think that I had the experience. However, you know, I got the job twice, actually, and I learned while I was there. And, and I needed, I learned what I needed to know for that job and what I needed to know for the next one. Um, so I think that's really important to go for it. You know, take the opportunities that come your way. I think they come your way for a reason. Uh, I tell my son this, he plays soccer and he gets worried when he plays up with older boys. And I tell him, playing with the better players and the older players, the more experienced ones will get you there. And so I equate that to my career. And that's kind of how uh, my motto, if you will, and we'll say it to my employees as well. What a great motto. Play up. I have to remember that. Play one. up. Play up all the time. Take opportunity. Well, awesome. Well, Amy, thanks so much for coming on the show today and sharing your perspective and lessons learned and advice. 
We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for today on Top Quartile. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Top Quartile wherever you find podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, we'd really appreciate a five-star rating. And if you're interested in getting an opportunity assessment, head over to infusionmarketinggroup.com to learn more. Thanks for listening.